coming at you live, brand new episode of Scene 3 podcast. And as always, I am Mark, joined by Shane and Megan. Hi, hey guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hang on. We've got Borat in the studio. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> that was me. Did You're you? on brand tonight. That was excellent. On brand? It's like a nice little segue to the theme. Hello. Oh. <laughs> what, what? Who is Brand and why is Shane on him? Yeah, get off me, Brand. <laughs> well, no, you get off Brand. Oh, right. Oh, wait, I'm on Brand. Yeah. I'm lost. What was our theme tonight? Our theme tonight is movies that are very quotable. Mm-hmm. We mm. say tonight, but someone could be listening to this during the day. Could be oh, midwinter. Sorry, night, yeah. Night podcast. Mm-hmm. That's true. Movies. We say tonight because we record at night. Yeah. Because we're active contributing members of society. That's so correct. So we have day jobs. Well, oh, we yeah. have passion projects that often are after hours. Correct. Um, yeah, that's so we oh, bring you is. this podcast with love. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fetch. <laughs> Mate, I'm so keen. Good segue. I had a really good time with this theme. It's a good theme. Yes. All who came up with the theme, Shane? I think, I don't know, was it me? I think it was it you. Was me? I was giving no, you a chance to big up yourself and you missed it. I just, you know, you assume you're so good all the time that if eventually everything just becomes Greatness numb. just becomes normal. Mm, yeah. yeah. Desensitised by mm. your own. Movies that are quotable. <laughs> very yeah. quotable. Our, Not just normal very quotable, quotable, very quotable. Mm-hmm. It's one of our shortest titles as well, right? Well, thank God for that because yeah. last time nearly killed me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I make the graphics. I have to change the font. <laughs> it inconveniences my, my day. Yeah. It's like many movies that are not quite movies that are more than <laughs> 52 minutes but are not over Less 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh. So this, this week we're actually looking at? I chose Mean Girls. Role models. And I chose The Life of Brian. Yeah. The wonderful Monty Python. Mm-hmm. I got halfway through The Meaning of Life and realised, <laughs> oh, he means The Life of Brian. And so I just watched both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. Well, it's a great film. Both do you know who won out of that? You. Yeah, yeah. I'm the winner in that story. You won absolutely, absolutely out of that. I had the best Well, Netflix time. has got so much Monty Python stuff on at the moment. If you have Netflix, like, check oh, out Monty Python I didn't Python even think of that. Just Monty Python, your eyeballs. So all the movies. Well, I already had The Meaning of Life, so I just dialed it in. Yeah. Oh, meaning of life, life of Brian. <laughs> See, now I'm doing it. You've killed me. Yeah. Is the meaning of life the one with the guy in the restaurant, like just eating? Because that's got one yeah, of my favourite Yeah, so it's a bunch of sketches that all tied together. Yeah, it starts like, with the um, every sperm is sacred. Yep. With the Catholic Church. Which and they is try and feed favorite. him a crepe and he's like, no, I couldn't take another yeah, one. He goes, well, but it's, it's worth It's one of my thin. dad's favourite lines. It's yeah. worth Which came worth first. Thin. Worth <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Nothing beats the ending of that as well when the, all those people die at the dinner table and death rocks up to, the, mm. to claim their souls. And the and it's the whole Monty Python guys dressed as the gals and the gals and the guys. So like, wait a minute, how did we all die at once? It just goes, it was the salmon. And death <laughs> went to the salmon. And it turns I wonder out, how the Monty like, Python came about. Like, how did that? Just a bunch of funny dudes. So they all sat around. There is six, there's six awesome, of them. Awesome. Like there is an awesome backstory to how they came about. I want to know it. Yeah, there's like two documentaries on it. Oh, like, crazy! They, there's okay. so much extra content on it. All right. Like they were. Are we just going to segue into your, your choice? I guess no, we, we are. No, we haven't talked about other oh, quotable sorry, films. Yeah. We'll, we'll go. We'll go into it. We'll get, we'll get there. Well, car park it. Okay. Car park. Uh, mm. So, Joe mentions for this epic theme this week, we have Napoleon Dynamite, Step Brothers, Zoolander, Easy A, Clueless, Austin Powers, Anchorman, The Lift, list goes on. Wedding I'd Crashes. Like, yeah, yes. Super Troopers. 100% I was hoping you would come yeah. with that oh, one. Oh, Super Troopers 2. <laughs> Like literally any sequel can just go. I find myself quoting Rush Hour a little bit as well. Oh, yeah. A bit of Chris Tucker. Mm. What's the, do you not understand a word? (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot of that. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> or, or the, mainly from Rush Hour 2 in the outtakes at the end of the movie where he goes, kick the door in, Jackie. And he goes, okay, Chris Tucker. <laughs> and he goes, Stop calling me Jackie. My name is Lee, goddammit. <laughs> I, oh. yes, I, it was so easy to get off a list and it was hard to pick and refine my choice, but I'm happy with it. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed your choice. Excellent. I have you seen it before? Girls. I have, yeah. Okay, good. Again, an, one that we own. Um, yeah, okay. So that, that got wheeled out again. Um, I just love Tina Fey. I love everything she does. And yeah. they actually, I'll save my factoid for later. Of course. Oh, yeah. Megan's factoid. <laughs> Are we going to get a noise for that it's yet? It's a Megan factoid. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I, I might just process that later and we yeah. use it. I <laughs> better, some glitter I better put a ding fine. in there. Yeah. 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 So we're going to kick off. What are we going to start with? I'll go first if you want. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Role models. Yes. Role my model. I chose role models because I think it was one of the – there was a long string of uh, comedies uh, in the mid-2000s and mm. late. And there, I think this is one that probably got under underlooked a little. Like, it definitely did. A lot of people go, oh, I haven't seen it. What's the bang? Like, oh, it's got the role playing up. And then they're like, oh, okay. But when you look at the cast, like, you know, it's Paul Rudd, Sean William Scott, Jane Lynch, Ken, Ken Jong, Ken Marino. Um, they're all like top level comedians. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it Matt was great Walsh, you know, like it's, it's crazy. So this was 2008 role models, I should uh, point out. Did it come out around a, a lot of other releases in a similar Yeah, there was, there was quite a few yeah. Yeah. floating around that time. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, this was done by a guy called Dave Wayne who's done nothing too too crazy. He's done a few other um, movies. He's part of that gang of uh, Saturday Night Live guys, Wet Hot American Summer guys. Uh, works on that Bob's Burgers, which I've never really, I really seen like myself, that. but everyone raves about it. Um, the story's pretty straightforward. Like you've got two guys who uh, have this shitty job, mm. Stifler or Wheeler, as they call him in the <laughs> Uh, and Danny, who is played by Paul Rudd, mm. and his girlfriend, the wonderful Elizabeth Banks, breaks up with him, and his life goes to shit. And so he flips out, and they like do some shenanigans at high school, and get sentenced to jail time. But instead of jail time, the judge gives them time Community with service. Sturdy, Community sturdy yeah. wings. Because Elizabeth Banks yeah. is a lawyer, mm-hmm. a lawyer, badass lawyer. And she yeah. gets, the, yeah, she gets them the community service. Um, and so they get, yeah, they have to basically. So you know, I love you, man, for getting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek, knocked oh, up, yes. old school, forty year old virgin. These are all the films that. Mm. Yes, no wonder it's not of, under the radar. They're top tier. Yeah, this one, this one, yeah, that's, it went a little bit under the radar, but I think it's definitely think it's one of the funnier ones, and it pulls off a lot of cliches and stuff really well. I think um, the black kid's great. Like, I think he saves the film. Yeah, he but is. he's very cliched. He's like, "You shut up, reindeer games." And yeah, ben I Affleck. fucking loved it when he said yeah. that. Yeah. Why are you Ben Affleck? Then you Ben Affleck. You know? <laughs> yeah, talk to me about that kid because how old is he now? What is he doing and why is he such a child genius? Like he was just uncannily natural. I think, I think he just had really good uh, dialogue. Yeah, like he line. just had a good but script. See, yeah. I have a weird ethical moral dilemma with a child of that age talking about boobs. Like I really – and then like, gonna, like they talked about sex, STIs and I, I don't know, his parents. I'm sure they're happy making bank. I'm sure <laughs> there's a big part of that but – why are they subjecting their sub, subjecting their kid to to boobs mature age content? Kid, kid's not going to die from boobs. Yeah, but Ronnie, Ronnie, who's the character's name? He was twelve at the time of filming. Oh, he looks seven. He was well Fair. aware of boobs. Okay. And Jesus, yeah, 12. I'll leave it on a secret. Mm. <laughs> Guys, notice these things. Yeah. I was yeah. a bubble kid, right? I don't no, know. No, just I mean, yeah. Wait, is that a 
but I think the film really explains sheltered. that perfectly as well when he opens the tent and sees the girl's boobs and yeah. he's like, boobies. But he's like <laughs> stunned, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Like he's finally in the presence of boobies. <laughs> that was real acting right there. Boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which adds the whole sort of mentality of young men. Well, my favourite thing about the Ronnie character is his character arc because he, he comes off as this real hard-ass. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. let anyone in close to him and then he ends up getting along really well with Wheeler and they have a bunch of fun Wheeler's and then he lets him pad, down. That's a really good point. Littles, which I really like. Yeah. The strength of this film is the fact that all characters have their own arc and they're mm. all in their own individual But that's way. a good thing as well with good comedy is they, they have this good comedy and those characters have that arc. But that's right. you don't realise until at the end. So... Obviously, they pair off. You you get um, Mc, uh, McLovin with um, <laughs> Paul, Rudd, Paul Rudd's character, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you get that. Okay. And they, they fuck up at the end, obviously, and then they have to, to do yeah. their thing to redeem themselves. And he says to him, I didn't realise I could hurt him. He's so tough I didn't realise I could hurt yeah. him. And you're like, it's a nice little, nice little moment with his kid and his mum and his mum. So I am a lion. I'm a lioness. Com- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's a 12-year-old kid, yeah. apparently, but he's acting tough because he's obviously had a shitty life. So. Oh, yeah, he's had dad who's let him down, any male yeah. sort of, yeah. And, and it, yeah, credit to the kid, he does a good job. But, mm-hmm. he, oh, yeah, he's got, like, we, term, we talk about in terms of quotableness. Like, he's got some of the best, he does most of the, he, yeah, does he does most of the heavy lifting. Yeah, he, he's, I mean, I think Oggy's got some great lines. Um, Augie is my spirit animal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would hang out with him outside of the, this podcast. You'd, you'd hang exists. out with him outside of Lair? Yeah. Lapping. Man, I'd be queen. Don't worry about that. Queen Lap. That's the thing, they, the big thing about this movie centers around Lapping, so live action role playing. Yeah. Uh, which is dressing up as knights and different arenas and fighting and. Mm-hmm. Very which, dedicated, but also very silly. You know, right, rightly so, Paul Rudd's character was not. Uh, at all convinced by this type no, of he's activity. Great. Like the first one oh. he goes to and he just sits there in a chair like I love when the king walks up, Ken Jong who plays the Yeah, yeah Ken Jong is And he so refuses great. to kneel, he just stands there. But I really what I love the most is how, like you said, he's just so not into it and didn't mm. crack a smile, was just yeah. angry the entire just, time. This is a terrible the sarcastic idea. humor just got me right in the feels. I was like, yes, this is how I feel every day of my life <laughs> and I, I get you and it's totally fine that you don't want to give it a crack and I, I love that full circle when he sort of like he cracks, he gets yep. into it. Where's the vest? Did the um did the impromptu dinner with his with all his parents just like destroy your soul? Yeah. Like aren't they the biggest pair of ass hats? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like my colleagues at work. Oh, I mean, they don't get Did you say that on record? <laughs> no, no, no. They don't get the Pop culture, like at all, like, it's just it's squinting. Like yeah. something's burning. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. What did you guys think of Jane Lynch in this movie? Well, we're going to talk quotable. Yeah, she's the biggest. She's the Lynch cocaine pin of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. She's like, don't be a Yeah. What does she, she call carries that through. What does she call? It's one. Of, it's one of the funniest parts. When they when they come back and she's like, well, if it isn't Mr. Bullshit and Dr. Full of Shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, which one of us has the PhD? <laughs> like, it's just it's so – and I, he's so dry. I love the way how Paul Rudd's so dry and irritated by the slightest of things. Yeah. Mm. Like the coffee I, cup. I, thing, I do love that. The venue that, scene was my yeah, favourite That is the best. Time. I was like, this is the – it's opening with this? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. But it's good. I get his point though. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone I think does. Which Starbucks is, is the only place that do that, I think, from my <laughs> understanding. I know on I no coffee shops I go to sell vent like sell vendies. Yeah. I like the fact that he goes, Congratulations, you're dumb in three languages. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. 
Yeah. Then but he's twenty. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be rude to your service people, everyone. That's that's not cool. No. no. Respect to the Hospital family. That's right. I I love Jane Lynch's line in the opening video when we learn about Sturdy Wings, mm. and she's like, "I used to be addicted to pills. Now I'm addicted to helping." And she just like <laughs> walks backwards out from behind the TV yeah, and like seamlessly yeah. transitions to a smile <laughs> next to this crowd of adults that are like, "What?" <laughs> Should we go to jail instead? I think I'd prefer to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I like her one of her later lines the most, which is when she's talking about they missed their court date because they did the the whole dress up as kid like right up the end. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert and skipping through. But she said, no, I think the judge will, um, you know, be lenient on you because I know him really well. And then it kind of doesn't make sense. And she goes, I used to suck his dick for drugs or something like that. I'm like, yeah, kind of doesn't make sense, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, don't, a, I don't think you can blow a judge shocking, for drugs. Yeah, her shocking, you know, language yeah. and approach is what makes it so funny. It's mm. like, yeah, there's no no shame in it. She's already she's uh, spent all the shame she can on her drug addiction in her past, so yeah. she's just yeah. fully open with it. <laughs> oh, I like the over, overnight camping like portion of the film. I thought was really great, and when uh, is it Wheeler? Yeah, sure. He takes all the, the yep. prescription medication because, like, the chick's... Terrible plan. Oh, terrible yeah, plan. Yeah, I didn't get that. That, was, that, was, that was never going to end well for him. But when they were telling ghost stories about underworld sex trafficking around the fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So. I um, I do feel like Sean William Scott is the same in every single movie. He is, but that's his strength. Mm. Like, it's kind of like that blonde chick that did that, that Playboy Bunny Mansion movie. What's her name? Um, and, uh, yeah, she plays her strengths. Like, that's her typecast and that's what she's really she's good at. She's in the new Overboard remake. I'm, I'm kind of just mm. overseeing that, though. gender or reverse it, so you'll love it, Megs. Oh, excellent. Because now the man's in the woman's spot and the woman's in the man. Mm. So we, progressive. We did, um, didn't we do an American Pie thing, like, ages ago? And I remember, well, I seem to remember that we talked about American Pie and I loved the first couple and then they really went off the deep end. Oh, so yeah, I like Sean William Scott in that scene, but then he doesn't. He hasn't brought anything new. So I don't know that he was really that good in this. Mm. Mm, no, nah, I mean, he's, he's got Paul Rudd to play off, so. They yeah. were a good yin-yang. Like, he's just kind of like the he's zany. He's the bouncer board for all the good jokes, yeah, really. Yeah, he's just the, yeah. like the zany guy again. Yeah, yeah. Unpredictable. It's like, yeah, I've seen him do that. Yeah, can, he, can he actually be funny, though? Funny. I didn't mind it. Like, remember when the scene when they all return back to Danny's house and he sees his girlfriend moving out and... Like he's crushed and he's, you know, feeling really heartbroken in that moment and her girlfriends are there and he's like, I'll oh, see you later. Stephanie and Jessica, even they met them like a thousand times and then they speed off and Wheeler turns around and he's like, you know what they say about, you know, breaking up. If you love something, like you should set it free and then just <laughs> let it go forever. And like it was yeah, just like, like. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> it's like that's him. That is him. I reckon he'd be like that in real life. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> favorite, um, do you have a favorite quote? Good one. Mm. I'd I probably liked... go with, like, oh, what is Ken, 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 uh, Ken Jong plays King Argatron? Yeah. And he says to in Paul Rudd when he works at the air, what, you boy, what are you doing in my burger hole? <laughs> <laughs> and later he's like, get out of my burger hole, boy. And Rudd's just sort of like, he talks about his face. Yeah, that or I'm just trying to think at the end as well. It's got some great. 
as heaps. The the, whispering eye. The whispering eye. Oh, yeah, whispering eye. Whispering eye was pretty good. Yeah. That's the one that makes me like cry laugh. Yeah. It's just like. Tell you miss her whispering eye. <laughs> he just like snorts yeah, no, and giggles. I miss your whispering eye, and he's like, <laughs> "That means her vagina." <laughs> that means her vagina. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be it for me, actually. I didn't mind the scene when they finally got kicked out of Sturdy Wings because of the mistakes they made with like losing the little boy at the party, and then oh, yeah. um, getting Augie kicked out of laughing for trying to stand up to the king for like killing, and then they were in the elevator coming out of the meeting with. Jane or whatever her name is in the movie. Um, and they were arguing in the lift and there's like this mother and son behind them in the lift. Oh, and yeah. They, yeah. And they were like punching on and getting really aggressive or swearing. I can yeah, yeah. She's and like, language. Yes, yeah, language. And they're like, you're a S-H-I-T-T-Y friend. She's like, he can, he can spell. spell. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, so up. Yeah. He can spell. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, that was gold. Yeah. That was gold. And then they fall out of the elevator beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then I love at the end, you know, to redeem themselves, they get him back into LARPing and the other two have to come along because you have to have at least four people. And they get the they big create their own country. Yeah, yeah. it was so funny how it came full circle, didn't it? Yeah, they just had the greatest costumes as well, like mimicking kiss, kiss, obviously. But it was nice, like a movie like that that can generally be really flat and predictable and like one-line zinger funnies. But then it had all those like really nice nuances, like the Minotaur, but like energy drink and the Kiss pinball machines and yeah. the Kiss mm-hmm. Kiss music. That kind of yeah came back again for more, and I thought that was a really great touch. Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite bit when, um, even though I didn't like him in this movie, when Sean William Scott's explaining um, Kiss to to Ronnie, oh, he's yeah. like, uh, he's like, Dick is talking all about of his songs are just about fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Ronnie's his like, love yeah. gun, that's his dick. He's like, I can get that. Can yeah. get that. <laughs> it's like you're explaining this stuff to a 12-year-old. Highly inappropriate. His love gun. Love gun. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh, dear. Let's gingerly touch our tips and progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He had some good ones too. Yeah. So good. I actually love LARPing and I think I thought they – Have you done LARPing before? No, never. But wow. I, I, lo- I just you like, love the idea of I love it. Love the idea of it. You don't never want to go to the effort of a, making a costume. A scrunched up no. tin foil ball at someone and screamed lightning bolt. <laughs> I have a few friends that do it, and lightning they, bolt. I, they just post really nice photos of themselves wearing really cool costumes. And I don't think I, I could have. That's that. what I do like about the movie. It doesn't really make fun of it. It's like yeah, it really embraces it. You know, like, well, it turns the tables on it. Like it starts yeah. off by saying this is kind of like a weird activity, and then at the end, everyone's like, "Hey, this is actually really cool." <laughs> yeah, like when he beats that guy. Um, the guy was I said looks like Louis C.K., but it's not Louis C.K. Matt something or other. Mm. And Paul Rudd beats him, and he's just like, "This is a lot of fun." He's like, "See." Told you, he's like, bring some friends, yeah. bring some friends down, you know. And he's like, it's really good, it's addictive, you know. Yeah. And I'll start getting swayed upon it, and then such he's... a good choice of actor for Augie. I think. Yeah. Is this before or after Superbad? This should be after, after surely two thousand eight. Superbad two thousand five six. He's old. Let's see. Yeah. That might be. Ooh, ooh, ooh. controversial. Mint. I reckon, yeah, say. around two thousand five, you might be on the money there. Or. Wang Mano. 2007. So, oh, yeah. Because he, he hasn't. That was the height of his popularity, obviously. Mm. It couldn't be too far apart because of his age, you know. Mm. Well, it's hard to come back from being McLovin. Yeah. I think well, it absolutely would be. He was great at that um, end of the world one they did recently. Not recently, but uh, this is the end. It's James Franco's house and the end of the world comes. Disaster artist. No, 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 no. that was great. Close. No. But not even close. <laughs> 
They were at um, his house, the end of the world comes, and Jay Bushnell's there meeting up with Seth Rogen. He doesn't want to go over there, but they do, and then they. This is the end. Sounds They're fantastic. getting sucked out by aliens, just sucking them up. Oh, you've never seen it? It's no. like they're stuck up in James Franco's house. It's hilarious. But McLovin's there, and he, like, well, the Christopher Plasse or whatever his name is, the actor who plays him. Is like a real dick to everyone. <laughs> like, like <laughs> one of the guys is like, "Oh, is this blow? I haven't tried it before." And he walks up and like smacks a whole barrel of blow into his face. <laughs> he's like, "I've never done this before. What's going to happen to me?" <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry about it." And then later on, someone walks in the bathroom and he's in there with a girl on either side of him, like at the front of him on her knees and one behind him on her knees. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, dude!" And he's just like, "Oh my god, who is this guy?" Like, <laughs> he's the exact opposite of what you think Michael Sierra would be. Um, it's a great film. Watch it. Okay, there you go. Thanks. Shane's hot tip. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just squeeze one in. <laughs> you do like to squeeze your hot tip in. Hey. <laughs> What's your life of Brian? Okay, uh, sure. Surely recommend. Hang by on, the way. we haven't, oh, yeah. haven't done yeah. our recommends. One hundred percent, double thumbs up for me. Recommend. <laughs> I was lukewarm on it. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it sits up high in the pantheon of? I think those it, movies. I think, understandably. At the time it was made, I think that's why it probably went a little bit under the radar. Cause it was well, like it's a good... probably not a safe choice for leading men. Yeah, possibly. In the same way that well, I was... Love You Man one didn't really do fu- well. I, I really need to watch it again when I'm not so tired, I think. Yeah. yeah. This a, I hadn't seen it before. So this is my Have first time Have you seen that I Love it. You Man? No. With Paul Rudd and Jason Segel? No. So it's got to be tricky, I guess, when they who they pick out of this group of dudes to play the lead. Do you know mm. what I mean? There you go. I don't know the answer, but... So it's two and a half recommends. Fair to say, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, so <laughs> let's jump into the life of Brian, which was my choice. So Monty, Monty Python Python's classic, the meaning of life. No, the life of Brian. Oh, fuck, love of Brian. We keep doing. Oh that. yeah, stop that. Nineteen seventy-nine, um, hour thirty-nine minutes. It was directed by Terry Jones, who was one of the Monty Pythoners, Monty and written by Monty Python, which was John Chapman, John sorry Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Pellin. Yeah. Um, so and they basically played most of the characters as well. So that's the cast. So written, directed, and acted by. Monty Python. All of them, yeah. We all take a swing at things usually. Um, And so in the life of Brian, we follow Brian of Nazareth from birth to death basically. Um, It is his life. Mm. Um, But it follows his life as a a Jewish man in Nazareth under the rule of the Romans. The Romans. And, you know, hilarity ensues because what have the Romans ever done for us? Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess they're trying, they have the um, Judea's people front and the front of the people of Judea and (laughs) all these different groups of people that are trying to overthrow the Romans because they don't like it. If you go on to YouTube, Mm. it's worth going to YouTube for this film and to look at the backlash this film got Mm. when it was released. That would not surprise they, me. John Cleese and there's an awesome clip with John Cleese and Terry Gilliam. No, mm-hmm. not Terry Gilliam. Uh, I can't remember one of the quieter ones. And they're on a talk show with a priest, and the priest is oh dear. ripping into the really? oh John Cleese does not take it for a second, and it's one of the funniest twenty minute clips I've ever watched. That's and it's great. all black and white TV because it was obviously 
79. 70, yeah. 80, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's worth checking it out because the controversy of it is what makes them so good at their job. That's mm. right. I love Monty Python. I was My dad raised me on Monty Python, everything Monty Python. I'd never seen it before we did this. And Have you seen I, other Monty Python stuff? Or? No. no. Yeah. It's not my jam, but no. I embraced this film and got amongst it. What I loved so much was that, that I haven't watched this in a long time, probably a good 10, 15 years, I reckon, and the the fact that it was made in 1979 and the the social jibes that they were having are still relevant now. I, More so as than, I was yeah. watching this film, I keep getting like these twitches because a lot of the quotes in this are used day in, day out in modern things even to this day. It's like, mm. not, like not recycled but like things like Family Guy, they sort of like, you know, mention things. Homage. Homages, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I love Comedy that. wouldn't exist without these guys. That's right. Yeah. Modern comedy as we know it, like, I, I, I especially I love the think. part where um, they're at the Coliseum and they're talking about their, their friend wants to be a woman and I, I will now go by Loretta. Yeah. Loretta. Like, well, why do you want to be a woman? Because I'd like to have a baby. You don't you have can, a- You can't have babies. <laughs> don't discriminate against yeah. me. You don't have a womb. Yeah, it's like you the physically can't have babies. Discriminating against my womb. It's like, well, let's, let's um, you know, let's make a, a, a motion about this and it'll, it'll just be a token gesture, yeah. you know, because yeah. why? He doesn't have a womb. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I can and see that happening movie, today. He's referred to as Loretta. Yeah, very, right. very subtly. Yeah. I, that, that's what I think the, the best thing about these films is they're so incredibly smart. Mm. It's not having a go at Christianity. It's having a go at all organised religion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's saying, ask the question. Yeah. Why are you following this? Like the whole third act is basically hitting you in the head with the point. Yeah. He's saying, leave me alone. I don't want to be worshipped. Like you're your own people. Make your own choices. Which is the- ask, ask questions of the people in charge. Like that's a great Message, not yeah, it's it not anti religious. Like, the third you've got act to is think for yourselves. Yeah. Yes, we are all individuals. <laughs> yeah. The third act is the the reason Just I love you this over movie. the head with yeah. it. Yeah, it's that's my favorite part. Is like because you've got there's like it's funny in the start, and then you've got this weird bit with the spaceship. Which, yeah, yeah, you yeah. lucky bastard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you move into this whole you know he is the Messiah. Um, and that's where it really gets its steam up. That's yeah. that's what I love for. The, this I mean, movie the quote, in terms of quotable though, like I've quoted this my whole life. In oh my yeah, mates and all my goods, and and it, you can do it, and you'll just see someone turn it like in public, and you'll know <laughs> yeah. who the Monty Python fans are because yeah. they'll be, oh, that's a Monty Python quote. Whereas you know, you not being into it, you you wouldn't maybe have. That's correct. Appreciate mm. No, definitely not. Yeah. Every but now and then, the- if you just drop in a release, Reginald, you'll get <laughs> yeah. someone going, "What's going on over yeah. there?" Yeah. No, I don't know. I felt like. I I loved the the way this movie started where when Brian was born in the <laughs> the three wise men right, show up right next door to Terry, yeah. Terry Terry Pally, 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 Terry they play the three wise men yeah who plays the mum the mum um, Terry uh, I'll just put my cast oh, list away I've forgotten his name now it's actually Terry Jones that plays Terry the mum Terry Jones mother. plays the mum yeah, yeah. Mm. brilliantly uh, but I thought yeah. that was hilarious who are you what's the <laughs> He can't talk to you. <laughs> He's a naughty boy. <laughs> I just love that. Oh, well, you can come back, but don't worry about the murder. We got plenty of murder. <laughs> I just love that his life was like pure hell after that moment. Even like yeah. he was born on the wrong side of the bed, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, everything that happens to him after that is. Just but then like we cut to like curse. Jesus up on the rock talking, yeah, talking, and they're like way down the hill, and they can't he's hear like, what he's saying. Stop talking again. It's foreshadowing Brian's life. <laughs> he's like. That step behind Jesus is like he's yep. he's, he's the anti Jesus in some ways. Yeah, 
What did he say? I couldn't hear. Big Nose over there oh. was talking. Don't you call me Big Nose. That is like one of the best <laughs> scenes in movie history. It's so simple. It's like five people trying to listen to a guy preach and the wife pops up and she's like, don't call my husband Big Nose. <laughs> don't you talk to my wife like that. <laughs> I don't know, I couldn't hear Big Nose was talking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> up every time. It was um, like the like the birth of skits. I don't know. Was mm. there anything really I'm this is like so like blonde of me to say, but was there anything that really perfected it like this Monty Python did? I think they were pioneers at the time. Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. that there was I mean much... they definitely would have had their influences. Yeah. Mm. Sketch comedy was big back then. Mm. But to coherently put stuff like this together, to, like yeah, yeah to make it a, a but then movie, the idea yeah. is to up upset that boat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the other one they did was um, uh, one of my favourites, uh, Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, with King Arthur searching for Camelot, and that ends with them all being arrested by modern day police. And it's like what? Like what the, what I show that to people and they're like, well, that, that's not funny. What? That's what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, you'll never get it. If you don't get that, you know, that's, you know, you're not Monty Python's not for you. If you think about, like, um, I guess sketch comedy, one of the earliest kind of people I can remember doing that type of stuff, and I'm sure there was people before them, but really popular was like an Abbott and Costello. Mm. So you had your straight man and your funny man type of situation. And they, like, they've got skits that are, you know, still famous now. So if you've never seen any Abbott and Costello, I haven't. What? Seriously, go and go and YouTube Who's On First. Oh yeah, it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. All right, love it. Just raw comedy at its best. Yeah, no, right. seriously. And if it's not, I expect a message a messenger straight after it telling yeah. me it wasn't funny. <laughs> Listen here, old man. Yeah. Bing. <laughs> I was re- I was talking about it not that long ago at work, and so I showed it to a guy, and he was like laughing straight away. Yeah, that's okay. good. So, but um, yeah. So back on topic. <laughs> Um, sketch comedy, I think, existed, but the way these guys tied it together mm. in a movie. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah. also about bringing outlandish things to very serious issues. Yeah, of course. So we're going to a stoning, but we're going to stop and pick up a packet of gravel on the way. Yes. Mm. Oh, look how shut. Oh, look at the round stone oh, with the pointy I, end. I, I, the, two, two of the smooth ones yeah. and one of the pointy ones. Oh, I want a pointy one too. All right, we'll have two pointy ones as well and a bag of gravel. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's throwing gravel? But the, well, the, the fact that women weren't allowed at stonings and, it's and all, all women. women. It's like, are there <laughs> any women here? No, 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 no. They're all wearing yeah. fake beards. Yeah, all their beards on. Yeah. And it's like, who threw that? She did. Him, him, him. And that's what they do. And this is, this is the intelligence in what they do is people get upset that they're making fun of, like, this man being stoned to death and they make very really serious. Hmm. But these were real laws. Yeah. Women couldn't that go to stonings. Yeah. Like... They're pointing out the loot, like the insanity of what you think is a true and beholden exactly. religious yeah. belief that should be. Oh, no, but we don't believe that anymore. We rewrote the book. So yeah, it's okay. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hello it's, to all our Catholic yeah, friends out there. Yeah, it was pretty much like a little bit vaguely historically accurate. I mean, they had that familiar figure of Pontius Pilate, or however you pronounce it, that yeah. Michael Palin acted as, except Pontius. he had a lisp. Um, <laughs> you don't know he didn't have a lisp. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a lot of just. Uh, my years and years friend. of people's opinions getting set in stone. I mean, isn't that what religion is? I don't know. Yeah, yeah in some much. ways that's what they're getting at. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Even like the two guys in the dungeon who are like taking everyone through, you know, and they're like, this is getting towards the end, I'm skipping a bit, but mm. they're taking everyone through and the guy, the, oh, I don't know, you know, like yeah. he has a real bad stutter <laughs> and the other guy just like a mongoloid and yeah. can't talk. And then when the guard pisses off, they just start talking to each other like, yeah, normally, just like normally. 
It's like such a good commentary on like um, you know, middle, middle class versus the upper class and yeah. how it's just like they play a part. They're all cogs in the machine. Mm. It's like crucifixion, good. All right, oh, one yeah. cross each off to <laughs> the, the left. The line the left. <laughs> oh, no, no, freedom, freedom. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Well, um, off you go then. No, oh, just, yeah. <laughs> Eric Idle is the best. That whole like <laughs> where they're issued their cross and they have to walk it down to the where they're going to be nailed up. Yeah. And that the guy's like, oh, you know, the guy comes out of his let shop. Me, let me oh, show let me your carry burden. burdens yeah. to the child. And the guy's just like. Yeah, just runs off. He runs off. <laughs> and and oh, the, it's not my oh, cross. And the guard hits him and he's like, oh, it's not my cross. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that a couple of times today. <laughs> and then Eric Idle pops up behind him. He's like, geez, he really got a number over on you, didn't he? You know? Like, <laughs> like only they could think of being like, let's set this little scene while these men drag their crosses yeah. to their crucifixion. Yeah, you know? And they're like tapping their dead. toes as the songs, <laughs> as they sing the song. Yeah. Like, Oh, the song is the best part. The song is the best part. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's boys. a great finale. I think it really leaves I, a good taste in I reckon I had to watch this movie a dozen <laughs> times before I could sing along and whistle without cracking up laughing. Yeah. Because you, you can sing the line, then you yeah. go to whistle and you just lose the plot. Yeah. So. I heard this movie only cost four mil to make. Yeah. Do you know? It would be it, cheap. Yeah. They wouldn't get it. in Tanzania? Tanzania? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they would have considered it. Is this another? Is Tunisia. The Tunisia? Is this another one of Megan's factoids? <laughs> yeah, it is. And they actually Ding. used the sets from the movie Jesus of Nazareth film, mm. which was that makes sense. Although oh, we forgot to mention that when the Romans went correctly spelling his grammar. That's yeah, right. Yeah, go and go and write go go a home Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a thousand times. A thousand times. Brian's done it. He's written on the walls, covering all the walls in letters a hundred feet high. I like um, when Brian gets thrown in the dungeon and you've got the old man chained up on the wall. He goes, you lucky bastard. Crucifixion. I've been in five years. They only just hung me up the right way yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on when he's walked past, you see he's him hanging upside, out, down. upside down again. <laughs> you lucky, lucky bastard. bastard. <laughs> oh. Too much. We still haven't talked about Biggest Dickers. Biggest Dickers. Like, not only the best film in the whole, like, scene in the best Do you find film. something amusing? I think my the, friends I find that scene so hilarious. Yeah, it's Just great. because of the other Dickers. guards sniggering, like, <laughs> they're all sniggering. Yeah, magical. Like, but then, like, he's like, I will go and address the crowd. And John Gleese is like, oh, oh maybe not. Maybe not today. <laughs> they're in a bit of a mood. And he's just like, what? No, my friend, Biggest Dickus is here. (laughs) He will help me rabble the rabbles. Don't worry about it. He's just like, oh. And then I love they get the, there's like a courtyard of, this is what I love about this film is there's no computer generated graphics. These are real buildings. There's actually thousands of extras. And they're like, so as is tradition, we will release one prisoner. Who would you like? Who shall we release? They're all sniggering before they even say it. They're all like, what's a name? What's a name we could think of? Oh, Gregory. (laughs) (laughs) We are fire release, Gregory. We don't have a Gregory. We don't have a Gregory. (laughs) Your father was a woman? A woman? A woman? A little rascal has spirit? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best type of lisp to have, 100%. Because he's just leaning into it constantly. Yeah. All of his dialogue is based around it. (laughs) He's very good. And then obviously they try to release Brian, but. Well, so so Brian gets captured and crucified because he's pretending to be a messiah, messiah, but he's not. So so he is running away from a crowd of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they think he's the Messiah. So this is one of my my, my favourite scenes is when he jumps in the hole and he jumps on the man's foot. Oh, yes. And he's, 
I've had a valve silence for 18 years and you've just broken it. And he goes, shut up. And he goes, no, yeah. I won't shut up. And I want to up sing. <laughs> and then when he tells the people, he's like, I had a valve silence for 18 years until you came along. He's cured. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I was blind and now I can see. I haven't touched him. <laughs> Just him trying to reason with the crowd is just such a, like, funny, thoughtful... I'm not the Messiah now. Fuck off. (laughs) How shall we fuck off, sire? Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) When he's running from the Romans and he goes to the... Like, he tries to buy something off that salesman. You've got to haggle. You've got to haggle. What are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. seems like a fair price. Please tell me what to say. (laughs) And his mum. You mentioned it earlier when they are all outside of his window. Who are all you? We're here to see Brian. He's the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. (laughs) That wasn't a minute. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, no, it wasn't. (laughs) The whole whole exchange is brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Loves it. Um, How do we feel about all the full frontal nudity as well? Oh, I think it works. I mean, it's just a byproduct of this era, yeah. I just find it amusing. You've got the, the his um, what was the girl's name? Judith? I've forgotten. Judith. 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 She's yeah. standing there. Her hair's covering her boobs, and then she's just got the full it's bush. Massive patch. Like, yeah. Massive bush. <laughs> massive. It's like well historically well, accurate. Yeah, but but well staged as well. Yeah. yeah. But he just he goes to the window and he throws the shutters. Yeah, there's like a thousand people outside. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, say hello to your friends, but I really don't want to, Mum. I really like Judith. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like also when the Judaist people's front get raided by the Romans mm. and 50 of them march in and then they're just standing there waiting. They all march back out. Found nothing. It's like, oh. We'll be back. Yeah. Hang on, you didn't give us time to hide. Yeah. You go back in the room, they're all just standing under lampshades and stuff. Too good. Oh, funny. So you really enjoyed this then, Meg? I actually did. And I I'm don't know if so you remember, glad. but at the end of last episode, I was a bit like, oh. You were fearful. Yeah, I was. Mm. It's, uh, British humour isn't my thing. No. I, I think this is their strongest. Yeah. I'm happy to be corrected, but I think this is a good think, one to I don't start know. With. I find meaning of life to be very interesting. Okay. Mm. Because it's. Well, now I've sort of. It covers all aspects of life. Yeah. and So like, you know, the opening, so the opening scenes about a Catholic family, it's the, the opening number. It's like a husband and wife, and they've got like eight eight thousand yeah. kids running around. Mm. You know, every sperm is sacred. Every sperm <laughs> is great. I would definitely move on to the meaning and, of you know, life. The mum's like washing okay. a baby, no, and the I baby falls out. It. And then you've got this wonderful scene about sex, where John Cleese is a PE te- a teacher in a classroom, and he brings his wife in, and he's like, "Going to have sex with his wife for all the students." He's like, "Jenkins, are you paying attention? Do you want to come up here and have sex with my wife?" Oh. No, sir. <laughs> Like it's extreme versions of what mm. everything in life is. Yeah. Um, but okay. it's – I like to think it's very clever, but I'm sure some people think it's just stupid. But mm. I don't know. I think, that, I think there's – the best thing about the Monty Python crew is their intelligence mm. mashing that with their stupid, stupid sense of humour. I love it. I mean I think my recommendation is if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour and get amongst it. But, mm. you know, if it's not your cup of tea, I'd say still give it a go because it wasn't mine and I really enjoyed it. No, it's yeah. good. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. Mm. I'm very happy. recommend. Mm. Yeah. So go watch this, watch the meaning of life, and then watch the Holy Grail. What we do? Oh, we didn't say what your favourite. Holy like, Grail is probably the most quotable in my opinion, but that's just me. Because that has the machine that goes ding. Yeah, and it has the knight who say the knight who say knee. Yes, the black knight of it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> and your mother was a hamster, and your father smelled of elderberries, which is so <laughs> <laughs> 
quote to this day. Uh, How did you pick the life of Brian over the others then? They're all um, very cause good. Because this is my favourite. Uh, okay, yeah. your personal This okay. is my personal favourite. Yes. Yeah, no, my favourite quote would probably be just the, you know, two round one, two smooth ones and a packet of gravel. <laughs> I just love that quote. <laughs> just, it's okay. And the guy's like, you know. <laughs> mine, mine would definitely be where he says, um, I'm not the Messiah. And then one, the girl in the back of the crowd goes, only the true Messiah would deny his own deity. And he goes, fine, I am the Messiah. Yeah. And he goes, he is the Messiah. <laughs> He's try, trying to use reverse psychology on them. And he goes, now fuck off. <laughs> That's the best. Yep. My favourite quote was definitely just biggest dickest. I love that whole thing, <laughs> how it unfolds. Hilarious. And there's like, I think it's a joke, sir, like biggest dickus. And then it's a joke name, yeah. Yeah. His wife's name, Intercontinental. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> oh Just that guard. Do you see the guard in the background? It's just yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> barely holding it together. Funny about reckon, my friend's wife. <laughs> like the act the extras on this movie, do you reckon they were briefed before they rocked up on set? All the jo- I reckon, jokes. I raw? just I reckon the Monty Python guys would create It'd be such a funny set. Yeah. yeah. You'd be struggling not to laugh. It would be very easy to set you off, I reckon. I can't imagine. That sounds really fun. Trigger it off, yeah. Mm. And you also have to always remember to always look on the bright side of life. Yeah. The bright side. (laughs) That's the other reason. Good songs in um, uh, Meaning of Life. Yeah. All right. Better than always look on the bright side of life? The galaxy is turning. The penis song. You know, he's at this fancy restaurant and he goes like, (laughs) Oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here's a little number I tossed off recently in the Caribbean. Like, Dunk, isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Bink. Isn't it frightfully good to have a dong? Dunk, dunk. <laughs> and I could go on, but that's the kind of like classy. You'd be fun at parties. You yeah, know? yeah. I bet you would be. And they've got a song he sings about the galaxy, which I can't quite remember 100%, but oh, that's so the funny. galaxy is revolving around the earth and it's got all the statistical facts, but it's just about talking this woman into donating her organs, her husband's organs to, to you know, Chat out to mm. other people. Hmm. I'm sorry, I digress. Always. But that's fine. <laughs> what year are we for, fast forwarding to now? Oh, 2004. Whoa. Here we go. Time warp. Mean Girls. Uh, teenager, because for 97 minutes, had a budget of $17 million, but it made $129 million. Hmm. Teen yeah, comedy. That's crazy. Written by my hero personally, Tina Fey. We did 30 Rock and a million other amazing things. Was it just her or her and Paul? Uh, I thought it was just written by oh. her and directed by Mark somebody that I've blanked yeah. in my yeah. – I haven't written his name down in my notes. Yeah, I thought it was only written by Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because I'm thinking of all the other movies they wrote together, mm. Baby Mama and Fair. Sisters, I think they did together as okay. well. Yes, uh, they are geniuses. The Tina plot Faye we is have here awesome. is teenager Katie Heron, who is Lindsay Lohan pre-cocaine addiction, lived in Africa and was homeschooled by her scientist parents. She moves to Illinois and Katie finally gets to experience public school and meets classmates Janice and Damien, who is almost too gay to function. Uh, (laughs) They quickly educate her about avoiding the most popular plastics in school, which are Regina George, Gretchen and Karen. And I guess... The rest unfolds from there, but essentially Janice hates Georgina and brings Katie in as part of her plan to uh, unravel her. Correct. And Damien is the trusty sidekick and comedic, well, not comedic relief. The whole film was comedic relief. But essentially as Katie keeps doing all these like, like 
things that she believes are starting to get really unethical and she kind of tries to pull back, they discover Regina's journal, which is the burn book, and it contains all these rumours, secrets and, like, crazy uh, things like that and they release it to the wild to... Yeah. Yeah. Causes a bit of a stir. Correct, into the schools. So just before I forget, because I'll forget, I just want to say what my favourite quote in this is. Yeah. It's early on in the film and Janice and Damien are talking to Katie in the toilet. Yes. And they're explaining something to her and this very short girl walks in <laughs> and says to Damien, you're not supposed to be in here because of the girl's toilet. Get out. This is the girl's toilet. Yeah, get out. This is the girl's toilet. You're not supposed to be in here. And he goes without missing a beat, oh, my God, Danny DeVito, I love all your movies. Yeah. And he tries to hug her and she runs all screaming. That line gets me every, every time. That is good. Oh my god, Danny DeVito, I love all your movies. And it's like, <laughs> and she just like, runs all screaming. I don't anyway, know that what that guy's done since line. this film, but they have like this unstoppable force of like amazing synergy in this movie. All what the, a cast, though! Like such an Lizzie Kaplan, cast. who is hilarious. Yeah. If you ever see the show Party Down, she is the best thing about it. She's mm-hmm. so funny with Adam Scott. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. You've got uh, Amanda Zifre who's gone on to do a few things. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a pretty but stellar Zifre, cast so at the right good. time. She's like so, oh, like I can just tell she, I love rain. her character. Yeah, her voice is like so yeah. perfect for this. <laughs> I can tell when it's going to rain. Yeah. Oh, more importantly, my, my boobs can tell when it's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, not when it's raining. <laughs> when it's it is already raining. Yeah. Yeah. It's already raining. She's it she kind of touches herself in this weird way. Like she's kind of looking up, going, "Yeah, my yeah. boots are." Yeah. How about right now? Mm-hmm. No, I love. I love. Like honestly, where do you begin with this movie? I, I just. I have a factoid to start this off. Let's just go hard with the facts. Oh, um, rain the facts. Rain, rain you- facts all over our faces. <laughs> that was graphic. Spray, spray us with spray us with your factoids. Wow. Factoids. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, Grab mm. that bucket in the corner. Due to the success of this movie. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan had a career? No. She didn't. That's the she weird She went thing. off the rails because of this movie. Um, <laughs> she would have been like 18, Tina f- 19 around this time. Yeah. Because mm. it was just before she went loopy or she went on the whole. They made a musical. Tina Fey wrote a musical in 2017 and it was just the Mean Girls like whole vibe. Oh, yeah. And it was based on... Queen Bees and the Wannabes novel written by Rosalina Wiseman. But not only did it not flop, it went on to be nominated for dozens and dozens of awards and won a couple, but mostly for the best adaptation of a, of a movie or, an, like, sorry, a novel, yeah, the, right. the Queen Bees novel. But uh, got nommed for best acting, like, ensemble actor and actress and best musical adaptation of a, a comedy. It's crazy. Yeah. And it only really launched in America. Didn't travel. Mm. But well, yeah, like, I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, that's what I was like, wow, it, yeah. okay. Good to know. Hmm. But, yeah. I this I really enjoy this movie, but it brings me sadness to know that Lindsay Lohan started out like that. Yeah. And she's yeah. now where she is. potential you see in her. Yeah. I think the, the movie, I love the, the movie and Herbie. Um, Herbie yeah, don't forget Herbie. Um, <laughs> Herbie fully loaded, yeah. I can forget it. Yeah, I like the way the movie's structured. Like, it's so it's a very well-written film. It's very mm. funny. It has, like, a real positive message. Yeah. It's yeah. doing shit that movies should be doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was doing it, what, 10 years ago? 14. 14 years ago. Um, Crazy. <laughs> 
And uh, I also like her stuff like where she's like comparing high school to the jungle. The jungle, the African yeah. all, 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 the really yeah. all the scenes where they cut and everyone's acting like animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like I love that when she's fighting her, her and the, the boyfriend's like, ah, like a monkey just <laughs> screaming his head off. <laughs> when she walks into the cafeteria, she's like, Jumba. And everyone's like, what? Yeah, yeah it's Jumba. Like the, yeah. Like, and it's interesting because like, she's like, the animals have their clicks and then so they have the clicks here. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, Every scene in that film is like it's not wasted. It's got incredible dialogue in the entire way through. Every line that's spoken by any actor is the try-hard phenomenal. Mom. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Chihuahua. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the thing as well. Like, <laughs> like it's a big cliche. Like it's a big cliche to have those popular girls and to have the smart girls and all the different. But they like break that mold really quickly and easily, which I think is mm. probably credit to the writing. But yeah, it makes it entertaining. Otherwise, it'd just be the same old drivel. Yeah. Spat back out again, and then the dialogue and the deliveries. I um I like the way they humanise Tina Fey as the teacher as well. Yeah, like, she's got another job. She's not just like a collateral for the mm. the students to kind of do mm. funny things. She is actually a she's a real person. Mm. Yeah, and so they've got that early on in the film where she gets the coffee spilt all over and she pulls a jumper up. She's like, my shirt stuck to my jumper, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. My day sucks already, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not getting yeah. any better. <laughs> She was good like that in 30 Rock too, though. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah really it broke it down. Like, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> but still, I love like when they talk about like the repercussions from the um, burn book. Um, they're doing speeches in the auditorium and there's this one girl that's standing up for the mic and she's like, oh, I just have, you know, it's be great it's if so we can all be friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Damien's in the background. She's like, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> and she's like, do you even go to this school? She's like, no. I just have a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's like when uh, Gretchen is Gretchen gets up and she's like, yeah. I'm sorry that you're all jealous of how successful I'm happy. And no one touches her. And then she so genuinely and sincerely turns around and then goes to fall back through a trust <laughs> exercise and everyone just lets her hit the deck. <laughs> like except for poor um, Amanda Reed's character who catches her and lands on her. That's the best. Yeah, I the, like the uh, Halloween party when... Oh, she wears this disgustingly gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I didn't know this, but girls have only got one choice for costumes at Halloween. Yeah. Everyone's like, huh, what are you she wearing? She scares everyone. I'm a mouse, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your real skin? <laughs> and I love, like, that disgusting scene when Karen's like, you know who's looking fine tonight? Seth Mikulski. Gretchen's <laughs> like, you did not just say that. That's your cousin. Your like, cousin. why? He's a good kisser. He's your cousin. Yeah, but he's my friend. First cousin. <laughs> so you have your cousins and, and you have your first cousins. No. And then you have your second cousins. No. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> well, That's not says, right, is it? Like, no. <laughs> no. And then she goes off after him. The funny uh. thing is all those girls must be like, make sure we add that, they must be mid-20s. Like, In that Lacey film. Like Lacey Sherwood's going to be mm. mid-20s. Yeah, and then i got to assume, yeah. They do that in like every yeah. 18 thing. But then it's funny. Do, I, do I have to mention Luke Perry again? No, well, yeah, geez, he was like 40. <laughs> he was like, he was one foot in the grave when yeah. he was <laughs> playing a senior in high school. Yeah, but I mean, it just makes Lindsay Lyon look so young. Huh? <laughs> well, was they supposed to be, sort 16? Yeah, so 100%. Hell, yeah. yeah. So. You can't sit with us. <laughs> I use that every day. Sweatpants are all that fit me right now. <laughs> I'm an all-carb diet. Yes. That's my life. Is that your line as well? (laughs) (laughs) All-carb diet. Uh, On Wednesdays we wear pink, boo, you whore. This is literally my life. I I don't know. It defined my 
my teenage. <laughs> Boo life. you all. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of fetch as well. Fetch. That's excellent. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, mm. I'm I, sorry I laughed at you in that time you got diarrhea at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry um, for telling everyone about it. I'm sorry for repeating it now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love this whole at the end they have this intermission thing where they, yeah. they round up all the girls and in the gymnasium. And I love the guy who plays the um, the principal. The principal. He's yeah. like a, an SNL guy. Yeah. Oh, is he actually SNL? That's yeah, great. yeah. I think him and Tina Fey have been friends for years because oh, I think so she helped sick. him write. Um, he's in this film called The Ladies' Man, which is one of the funniest films. Um, and his his name is Leon Phelps, and he is the ladies' man. But he has like a lot of backwards <laughs> ways of like dealing with women. Okay. And so like Will Ferrell's in it, and um, it's when Will Ferrell I think first joined SNL, so it's pretty old. But he's so good. I love him. He's in another show called Goldbergs I love. But he's so good in this. I love it when he rounds them all up and he and takes his shirt off, you know, with his bat and yeah. he's got his glove and he's going to be like, all right. And he's just like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, uh, you, you're good. You're a strong, confident woman. You come up here and you do this. She's like, uh, what? I am? I, I like the bit where um, Regina stands up and she goes, I don't understand why I have to be here. And then oh, yeah. Tina Fey's character is just like, Hands up anybody who feels like they've been personally victimised by Regina George and everyone puts their hands yeah, everyone, up the and the secretary, teachers yeah, start yeah. putting their hands up. Yeah. The secretary's on the back. Yeah. I, I, like, I just want to do a massive call out to the actress that plays uh, Janice, who, whose real name is Lizzie Kaplan. And to me, I think she adds so much value to this movie that it would be a totally different film without her. Mm. Um, I just... Like seeing, I remember she didn't do anything for ages after Mean Girls, but she made such a stint on that movie. Like people, that she was just that she was just Janice for a really long time, right? But then when she submerged in her like actress acting career, she got hot like real quick because she had like that emo hair in that movie, Mm. and then she grew up, and then everyone was like, "Wow, like this is Janice." Like I don't know, she did like we got Cloverfield, we've got Now You See Me. That was what she was in, number two. And Watch her party down. She's the funniest, one of the funniest things yes. about that show. And that show is comedy gold. Like, it's about a bunch of actors just trying to be actors, but they're all stuck being waitresses. Mm. And they she work for a really comedy company. Stuff. A documentary? Ken Marino's in it. He's hilarious. You go. Um, she's so good in it. She just plays like, yeah, one of the waitresses trying to trying to break into that, you know, Seth Rogen comedy of films. Mm. She was hit type. She did Debbie in American Dad. That is so sick. I love that. Cool factoid. Bazinger. There you go. One of my favourite quotes from Janice is when she's like the very first scene you see her in the food court and this guy comes walking past and he's just like, nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? And she's like, your mom's chest (laughs) hair. Yes. That is my favourite Janice quote. Like literally if someone put me on the spot and yes, someone actually recently did and asked me, What's my favorite movie of all time? I actually this came up in my brain immediately, so I'm very happy that we got to review it. It's <laughs> it's definitely made me made it all the pain. What's your favorite quotes? I mean, mine's oh, Danny DeVito. I, lo- I love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I think I've listed all my faves. I love the all carb diet and the protein bars and like the carb bars and how she screams for like a thousand minutes while she yeah. realizes what's <laughs> happened and the whole thing changes from there. I love that. It's like every girl's worst nightmare. I, I like the um, or just mine. <laughs> the principal saying um, when they have to investigate Tina Fey for the drug allegations, he goes because Coach Carr's um, 
you know, page in the book turned out to be disturbingly true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, he, he's making out with the he's Asian students. Made out with the two Asian students. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Love not a regular it. mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. He's I don't like, know. Just... Is there alcohol in these? No. Do you want there to be? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be me. Mm. 100%. <laughs> yes, that's my future. There we go. You're going to be cool mum. It oh, means mom. you have to get fake boobs. Mm. Hard as rocks. Dogs <laughs> chewing on the boobs. <laughs> and wear pink tracksuits. Yep. Uh, if that's what you want your I'm, future to look like. I'm down. Pink Nothing wrong with that. Lua. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she goes, it was my parents' bedroom, but I made them move out. I made yeah. them switch me. Yeah. <laughs> That's reached what a dream. <laughs> oh, I hate her. Love it. I'm so happy with that. I'd say all round recommends again. Yes, yeah. please. I, mean, I really enjoyed watching recommends it. Recommends the board. It's been a while since I watched it, so. Yeah, it's a I good week. Tina Fey, keep doing you, mm. to be honest. I think it's just Shane needs to lift his game with picking movies, I think. Yeah, fair to say. Yeah. No, it's because we brought you, our guys, you guys are like living in the Matrix. Whoa. Yeah. No, I already took happy the pills. to give you – no, that pills. was Viagra. Oh. That was the wrong blue pill you took. <laughs> Fuck, I always do that. Yeah, yeah. cocaine, Viagra. Mm. Yeah. Same thing. You guys live in a bubble is what I'm getting at. I like to challenge us. Well, as, that means you've got a lot of pressure for next ep, by the way. Why? What's the next ep's theme, I we dare ask? We are going to cover – Movie low budget movies that were big hits. Correct. Something like oh, that. That's correct. Just yeah. like the Blair Witch Project. Oh, Whoa. Not, not, yeah, kind you of did like it. you did it. Kind of like oh. that, but only a good movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's what we'd prefer to watch, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you think it's a good movie or not. Like, you're gonna make me watch it, aren't you? It's a. It was a game changer. Yeah, but what defined a genre? Did it change? Or be the, that genre a terrible, horrible, hokey one? Correct. <laughs> did it change the game for the better, though? In some ways, yes, I think. I think Blair Witch is aggressively responsible for this uh, influx of low-budget horrors that we have mm. where we make $5 million horror movies that make $150 million in their opening weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're a big part of it, and YouTube obviously is a big part of that. Now. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't then. No, but the, the idea that I could go out and do something like that and make something like that cheap and so then sell it for millions make was, it deliberately was a game changer. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a handy cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't have had the luxury of making it deliberately bad. Like now they'd have filters that would shake the cameras up and stuff. Yeah. Now you've got all those internet. Oh, now, yeah, now you have I'm mobile phone takes better <laughs> video. Yeah, well, now you've got films that take place all on a fucking MacBook windscreen. It's like, yeah. you know, that friended one that came out recently. Mm. Yeah. What are you guys choosing? I'm going with Juno. I might change my mind, so I'll keep you posted. Oh, Don't no. do that. <laughs> Girl, if you're going to change your mind, change your mind now. That's right. Commit for the fans. Because Megan is going with... Napoleon Dynamite. You're going into Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I, was okay, gonna, cool. I panicked because we can't do two horror movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you ruined us. I hope you're happy with yourself. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't so watched Blair Witch in a long time, so it'll be good to. That's Blair Witch Project. I Napoleon honestly really Dynamite like Blair Witch. Do you? Mm. Yeah, love it. Mm. I'm a really big fan of jump scares. Like the, th- the suspense. Yeah, you love a good jump scare. Love yeah. it. Yeah, it's so. really short. I remember. Isn't it's it? not that's, long. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I can smash that up. Mm. Spare me the pain. Okay. Man, Just hey, make sure I, on the lights are off. You got popcorn and you set yourself up. Like I don't know. It's one of those I, like I haven't watched it since it was in cinemas. So when was it released? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it since then. So, oh, so you're in for a treat. And I hated it at the time. Just you know, <clears throat> spoiler alert. I remember when I was in high school Solid and ending. it had come out at the cinemas. Like all, but my colleague, my 
classmates had been able to see it. My mum said I wasn't allowed. As I said, I was a bubble child. Yeah. Um, I We started to do orienteering in school and we had a camp, like our big private school campus had this big um, like field next door and I don't have a sense of direction even to this day. And I remember it was like a really late winter's afternoon and the sun was setting at like 4 p.m. And everyone was talking about Blair Witch and trying to scare me while I was out orienteering with like two other people. And of course, <laughs> I, there was a moment where I couldn't see my other friend. And all I'm like, I just remember it vividly like it was last week. Yeah. Honestly. Well, now I'm looking really excited the next episode. Yeah, you've really got to get hyped with Blair Witch. Just like really get in the zone. No kids, no other sounds. Like it's... You're just going to watch it by yourself yeah, in the backyard. To. I'm going to watch it in a dark room with my headphones on on my iPad. Legit. Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah transcend yeah, like You have to sort of, yeah, channel that. Immerse myself just in the think Blair about Witch. Orienteering and being alone and never dying out in the field by yourself. Jesus Christ. That's where my mind goes. I think, I think it it annoys me because it was pretending to be real when it wasn't. Oh, that, but see, yeah, but back it's then like it was the, the first one to do it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's and right. it annoyed Who me. Cares? Who cares? Who cares it's fake? Everything's yeah. fake. But life is just fake. tell me it's fake to start with. Don't okay. try and pretend that it's uh, real. Because it was like the first type of like guerrilla marketing where it was sort of like, yeah. yeah ooh, uh. Anyway, let's save it for the episode. Okay. All right. Well, well I might talk. change my mind. So you, you never know. I might be, you know. Where can people find out if I have changed my mind? They can find out if you've changed your mind on our Facebook, uh, our Instagram, and also on our Twitter, all mm-hmm. under the moniker of Scene 3 Podcast. Three with the number. <gasps> Scene 3. Yeah, like like we watch three movies. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's quite ingenious, I think. Got it. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. That was a cracker. As up. do I. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>